What's up, friends? Hey! Welcome <laughs> to this episode of Beyond the Cover Podcast with me, your host, Becky Kahn. And I have a super duper special guest in the car today, because that's where we're recording. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. We literally jumped from room to room to room to room and ended up in the car. And now it's going to start raining with our windows down, so this will be so fun. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Today, ladies and gentlemen... Um, I have Chantel Douster in the house. <laughs> Woo! I forgot my applause button, and I'm so That's, sad. That, that was better than applause. I was like it? it. Yes. I don't. I feel like no. I need. A, I need a button. <laughs> I, my friend actually got me a button because okay. I would say, I need to press, press the applause button, mm. and so she sent me an applause button in the in the mail and Aww. it's a, just a little red button and I'm, it's got a little smiley face with classy hands on it it's so great so we'll have honestly, to do another one with an applause button later yeah for sure that? for mm-hmm. sure for sure um honestly i am just really really uh humbled to spend this time with you because mm-hmm. your journey your story uh the things that you're going to share today i know will touch the lives of many people that um, some of them may have already heard part of your story and some of them will know none of it and but I know that this is a this is a holy moment and Mm. I know that the Lord is going to use this time to bless the listeners so thank you for being here today thank you for having me I feel humbled to to be able to be here and share with you guys you're so so amazing Mm. well I know that when we talked a little bit you were like there's just there's so many different like facets to my story Mm -hmm. right and Mm -hmm. you you've got a big story we all have a story Mm -hmm. right um and thank the lord for boring testimonies Mm -hmm. amen Mm -hmm. um you do not have one of those (laughs) we are really grateful for them but you don't have one of those so i asked you to just share where you felt the lord um taking you and clearly in where i am in life right this moment um your adoption story means a ton to me um, cause we're in that, on that road right now mm-hmm. in that journey right now. Um, so clearly that's, I want to hear more about that, but yes. I want to hear all the things. Okay. So can you just kind of, um, you are an influencer, <laughs> a, a little, a little mini influencer, <laughs> a mini influencer, <laughs> but some of that started with your journey, right? Mm-hmm. With your yes. story. Yes. So let's dive in. Tell, okay. Just tell me, tell me all the things. Okay. So, um, well, I'm turning 40 this year. Dude, you look like 25. <laughs> so dumb. And I'm so excited for, for my 40s. And so this started um, over 10 years ago, probably about 12 years ago, because, um, you know, we had had a pretty, like, um, I wouldn't say uneventful life in ministry because it's always, you know, a lot of things it's coming up. But, but it, it wasn't really, um, we had not gone through things that really kind of, shook our ground so much, you mm-hmm. know, until we started trying to get pregnant with our, our son, uh, Knox, who is about to turn eight. Golly. And, um, and at that time we had been married for several years and, uh, we were in our church body with a lot of people that, uh, we, um, are very close to and that, and they were all like reproducing like rabbits <laughs> and, we, and we were not you mm. know and so and that was okay for about a year and then the second year it wasn't so okay and then the third year it really became not okay in yeah. the fourth year and so um 
and that was kind of what what started my, my our journey. You know, I just it's very much a journey of my husband and I, mm. um, as as um, as one. You know, yeah. as a couple. Um, and and so I, I started really. You know, the first year I was okay. I was just like just you know, just trusting the Lord. I almost didn't have an expectation to, to, to conceive right away. And then, uh, just that desire started growing. And, um, and I started really struggling with, um, with the, the in and outs of going through the journey of trying to conceive, uh, the, were you guys the, trying fertility at that point or no. was this just, you guys were trying naturally and we're just trying naturally. Happening? We had not been tested, mm-hmm. anything like that. And, um, and you know, just, it takes a toll on you that like the, the, the expectation that you build in the, the, in every month and then the disappointment every month and all that. And, and then, um, and I was really, I, when I started struggling emotionally with it, um, I was not open at all with any of my friends because I felt at the time that that was going to draw a divide between us Mm. because they were going through, they were having their babies and I was, I was happy for them and I love their children. And, um, but I was not, you know, I was struggling to do that. And so I didn't want to add awkwardness and, um, and so I, I did it very, very alone. Um, Mm. and including my husband because then what started taking a toll on me was like um pregnancy announcements for my friends you know and I was like happy for them but so sad for me and I and I started feeling very guilty like what am I like I just didn't know what to do with these feelings like these are people who I love um including like my sister I remember one time it was Christmas time my my mom had come and spend the my mom and dad came and spend Christmas with us and um, she already had had my nephew and we I really thought that I was pregnant that month and uh, I was like how cool would it be to tell my parents when they're here and I took a pregnancy test that morning and it was negative and then like two hours later my mom walks down and she's like Sara is pregnant my sister who lives in Italy and and she was so excited and it, it was just like this punch in the gut for me and yeah. I remember being in the shower and just crying and crying curled up in a little ball and just feeling like why am I feeling this way I love my sister like this is my nephew like why do I feel so sad you know and, and, and even sharing that with Bo he is a, a man who is you know a man of incredible faith and very much an encourager but at the time he did not empathize with me and my pain and uh, and we grew a lot from that you know um, because he would always just point back to the mm-hmm. Lord and to our promises and to Jesus and all that but it wasn't a healthy thing for me to hear at the time you yeah. know yeah. Um, because I didn't I didn't want not that not he preached at me but I didn't want I didn't that's not what I needed. I needed, to I needed to, I needed mm-hmm. somebody to, 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 to agree with, with me. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. And we were not. And so I started even being embarrassed of my feelings around him oh. and closing off even in my marriage, which is like the most sacred relationship, you know, yeah. not feeling comfortable in sharing what I'm feeling. And, and so it became very, very alone. And, um, and so when, what happened was I, I had an opportunity to, uh, and it was like the Lord just dropping, dropping an opportunity in my lap to go to, uh, um, infertility in women who struggled with, with miscarriage's Bible study. It's basically like a, um, 
AA for to play, something like that. Okay. You know, and I just felt so, I did not want to go. I didn't want to be like, hi, I'm Chantel. I can't have a baby. Hi, my name is Chantel. Yes, I did not. Yes. But it was, it was so good and exactly what I needed at that, at that moment. Because, our, you know, scripture is filled with stories of women who were barren mm-hmm. and um, in how, in how, you know their their journey was so emotional in mm-hmm. how the lord met them at that time and in so many other things you know dealing with you know disappointment and in unanswered prayers and in yeah. expectations and and even like it, there was some some and it was very very intense it was very solid biblically based i had to drive an hour to go to this to this um, bible study and we had to memorize scripture and then the spouses had to come to one of the sessions we had to read this book well we had to read a lot of the bible but we also had to read this book called when empty arms become a heavy burden mm-hmm. and there was one mm-hmm. chapter that i was supposed to do with Bo, and that's when we we had a turnaround in, in our marriage uh, as far as him him really coming to an understanding that he he was dropping the ball in 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 uh, being a, a supportive spouse at that point and I was dropping the ball in hiding all those things from him and yeah. hiding all those things from my friends too yeah. and um, to the point where you know there was a, a, a point of this Bible study it was called Shiloh by the way is where um, Hannah went in the Bible to uh, to pray and um, and so anyway um, you know uh, that there was one one chapter that we studied like how important it is for me to have a responsibility to express those things to my friends so it's it's unfair to them to expect them to know that I'm struggling if I'm not expressing those things to them even though they're not going through the same thing that I am going through Mm -hmm. it doesn't mean that they cannot pray with me they cannot grieve with me they cannot you know go to war and battle with me I'm sure at that point they were feeling pretty shut out yes you know from your life as a whole yes and you know it's almost a taboo like everybody knew we were trying yeah but they didn't want to go there and I and I was just living this pretend life I would host all these baby showers and I would just you know and I truly was happy for my friends but I was dying inside for us you know because at that point it had been so so long that we were trying and um and so I remember going to just inviting my friends uh, from my closest friends and women from the church. Um, and I just just told them, I was like, like, I need you guys to know that I am not I'm not OK. I'm, I'm not well. I need your prayers. I need you. I love you. Um, it's been really hard for me to to, you know, to see all your children and to see you talking about breastfeeding and, yeah. and all these yeah. things all the time and and I'm not a part of it and and um, it's it just it's just all so hard and I was just really brutally honest with them and it was a really pivotal moment for um, our relationship um, you know as, as as a group of women mm-hmm. um, and and also a, a really also a pivotal thing for our marriage when we went through that understanding like I need to stop hiding what I'm feeling and you need to to you know understand where I'm coming from and so it was very very healing and and things the circumstances didn't change in fact they got worse but the perspective of it all because I was turning to Mm. my brothers and sisters into my husband and um in going to to war with them in 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 that was was truly like um 
life changing. And yeah. and so and, and, and I'll, I'll explain why I say life changing. I don't say that lightly, you know, because it affected really my journey to this day. That's why I'm so open all the time. When yeah. you say I'm an influencer, I feel called to share my life with other yeah. people because yeah. I feel like that the Lord doesn't the Lord doesn't want me to walk this journey on my own. Mm-hmm. That's what I did with infertility, you know. Yeah. And um, well, let me on that. Let me say that. Um, and I, I did. I had another lady that was on my podcast, and I told her, you know, she when I thought of like a, a powerhouse person, like she was one of those people. And um, when I thought of authenticity, mm. like you're one of the first people that I that I think of right wow. now. Not that you know, there's people like, oh, she's got it all together, like she's got all the things. And I'm like, okay, well, I mean, I've seen seen you like not not off like off the screen too, but even on the screen, you are who you are. Mm-hmm. You know, what like you it, see is what you get. <laughs> yeah, you see what you see is what you get, and I love that. Now, some people love to hate it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that haters gonna hate, girl. You know, mm-hmm. like that's a thing, and I I get that part too. But you know, just being simply who you are, who God created you to be, love it, leave it, whatever it is for everybody else, because you're here for an audience of one, ultimately, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know what I mean? So true. So like, you're not going to make everybody happy, whatever, whatever. But I love that you said that you feel called in that, because I think that some people kind of probably need to hear that. Right or wrong. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's not for everyone. Right. But people almost like for me, it's, it was, it is still, I, I'm saying was because I'm, I'm not speaking life to that, but like I, there's a, there's a part of me rooted in pride that I don't want to be on video. You know what I mean? Because right. I am con- conscious about the way that I look or, you know, the way that I, whatever, whatever I'll video, I'll get on stage and speak to 10,000 people. Like I'll video, like record, I'll mm-hmm. record, I'll get on stage in person and talk to 10,000 people, but I don't want to be videoed. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like the Lord is like, that's pride. Okay. <laughs> so let's start scraping that away. Right. But just, I, I admire that about you. Thank so I'm you. glad that you said, said that part because Thank you. we need more authentic. People. Yeah. But, but that didn't come, you know, for, for, you know, doesn't it come as a surprise to, to learn that sure. I did not share anything. Like yeah. I was completely shut off including my husband, like in that season of my life. Mm. And it was, I realized that that was an unhealthy thing. And I realized that, you know, it's not biblical. It's not how the Lord meant it to be. Not in a marriage, not in with brothers and sisters. There's so many one another's in scriptures for a reason, Mm. you know, Mm -hmm. and we were to, we were to do that with one another. And I was just coming in the way of that and I was just not serving my friends they were not serving me I was thinking for a while because I was growing bitter I was like they're not saying they're not asking they keep asking if I'm pregnant they would give me all these triggers and I was just growing bitter of them 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 when it was truly like a lot of it was my responsibility sure, too sure. and a lot of that came from the conviction of that bible study it came to, through time with the word in the word and in being in that group that i did not want to be at mm-hmm. um and so anyway so we were this finally decided to get tested and uh and we did and got bad news uh the the fertility doctor looked at my fallopian tubes and it was all messed up and and he's like you cannot conceive and there's no treatment that I can do that can help you like you have a zero to one percent chance of conceiving and my husband who's very like stable and I mean I remember him just like cold sweating in that room and just like it's just it was just not the news that we were expecting Mm. and we we've always talked about adoption but we have always desired to also um, conceive on our own and have a biological child and so 
anyway, we went through that and then got second opinions and all of that and decided one of the doctors gave us a little bit more hope. And I remember coming, mm. you know, go, going through the news and calling my friends, right? Like it completely shifted. Like, mm. you, okay, we guys need to, we need to be praying more because this is the news that we got. And everybody was just like tears from my friends, like yeah. feeling big with me, you know, and I felt so seen and so um validated and, yeah. and so loved you know uh in my pain and it was it, it was it was amazing it was so sweet it was so hard but it was so sweet to to do that with mm. my community and so um there was a lot of prayers and so we started looking for guidance and and i, the, I had a surgery that decided to remove my fallopian tubes. not going to get through many details of like the the <laughs> physiology of it but i got one of my fallopian tubes removed got all my endometriosis cleaned up i had endometriosis all over like bladder colon any it all the places got spring cleaned <laughs> spring cleaned okay all right we'll and, go with that <laughs> um and so they're like okay give me six months and i want you to try naturally for six months and then if nothing happens after that four months later i got pregnant with our oh, son knox and it in what was so cool about it, i mean ama- amazing prayer but it wasn't like you're pregnant oh good for you like it right. was like we did it yeah. we did it together and yeah. it was and having that communal victory is what something that I was like, I don't want to ever walk through anything in life alone, alone again. again. Mm-hmm. There is nothing better than, than walking to having true community. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't need to be a thousand people, you know, but it, yeah. but it needs to be. The Lord has called us to have community that with yeah. people that we're confessing our sins to, that we are, you know, being mm-hmm. vulnerable with, that we are in sharing our mm-hmm. burdens with and praying for and hurting with them. You know, it goes both yes, ways. Absolutely. And so... The enemy and, wants to get us alone. Yes. That's and that's, that's exactly that's right. where he defeats and, and wins. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so um, anyway, had you know, got pregnant, had a great pregnancy, had knocks, and like I said, it just it was just this communal joy all throughout. Just everybody was so excited for us and um, and we were just so excited. When Knox was 20 months old okay so then we started trying to get pregnant again because I was just spring clean I was like hey I had trouble getting (laughs) pregnant with him let's just as soon as the doctor cleared let's try to get pregnant again and it wasn't happening but at the time it wasn't as hard for me because I was busy with Knox and all that and so 20 months later when he was almost two um I um, found a lump in my breast and I was in the shower and I felt like a rock you know it didn't feel it, it was it immediately like felt abnormal and quite large it was and it was more towards my clavicle not so much like down in my boob mm-hmm. boob <laughs> yeah yeah you know because there's you know the breast issue there's a big like footprint you know right and so it was like this is weird next day went to the doctor and um and she's like you know it's probably nothing but we do need to get it checked and then the following day took docs to to the hospital to get an ultrasound quick check thinking it would take like 20 minutes you know this is no big deal and took you know my my toddler and uh so we, we get there and ultrasound was inconclusive and they moved me to a mammogram and mammogram was really hard to get because as i said my lump was really high yeah. and so they couldn't oh, get gosh, like the, i can't even imagine and so um i mean Three hours later, like the staff was helping me with Knox. I didn't, I had not brought snacks <laughs> and anything. And um, so I'm holding my son, my, my toddler, and this radiologist who just read my mammogram exam finally after so many tries. 
Um, and he said, I'm sorry to tell you this with your son in your lap, but um, you need to come back for a biopsy. Your, your, your mammogram looks concerning. And Becky, I knew right then that the, that the new season was starting. He wasn't officially diagnosing me. He can't yeah, do that. Like yeah. you only get diagnosed after a biopsy and right. all that. And he, he was careful with his word, but I could tell by his tone. I could tell by the fact that he said, I'm sorry to tell you this with your son in your lap, you know? Mm. And, and, and that was a Friday. And, and how I mean, old were you? I was 33. 33. 33 okay. at the time. It was 2000, the, at the very end of 2014. And so, um, um, you know, went to church. They prayed over me that Sunday. And, um, but I, I just had, you know, like the Lord just downloaded every, mm-hmm. like how, how n- not like how I would handle everything, but just the idea yes yeah Yeah. and the idea that it was like this you're gonna you're not gonna go through this alone and I'm not calling you not only to not walk this alone but I want you to bring other people in complete strangers from all over the world Mm. and um and so I was diagnosed I was called that that week and and sure enough was diagnosed with um a very aggressive uh breast cancer that had spread already uh, I had two tumors and I mean you're hearing all this at the age of 33 and I'm like completely healthy I have no family history it's so shocking I, I don't have any Bizarre. pain mm-hmm. I don't have any like it's just crazy to go to doctor appointment after doctor and, and everything happened so fast it went from the oncologist to the breast surgeon and into the other specialist and, and, and I had first priority and everything because it was concerning that it had metastasized and um, and so anyway, so at right then I started my journey with breast cancer and, um, in that night that, you know, I was diagnosed that morning, that evening, I shot a, a video, very raw, very, you know, like there was no high tech or anything like that, but it was just on, on in YouTube. And I started this channel called love is bigger than cancer. Yeah. Um, where I shared my entire breast cancer journey, um, and very much for the reason that I that I just shared, you know, I the Lord called me to 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 not just walk this, not just not this, not walk this alone, but to to bring other people in mm-hmm. and to help other people and to show them that there's beauty and vulnerability and that He He can be our strength and our weakness and and so um, I shared everything. I mean, mm-hmm. just you know, the beauty, the, the, the moments of victory, you know, I was invited to like a Mavericks game to, to give the, ju- the, the referee, the ball in the beginning of the game. So that was a shining bright moment. Cool. My celebrity, my two minutes <laughs> of fame, you know, there, so there's cool things that come with it, but there's also a lot of really hard things. And it's so a lot of responsibility. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it was, you know, um, so, you know, all the things, six surgeries, a year of chemotherapy. I, I mean, I was working all through it and, um, and I went, I went through it with my community, of course, with the Lord, just strengthening me every step of the way. And, um, and then I brought other people in and that's when my journey of starting to share things more on social media that I became more comfortable and my, my guards just dropped and I've been doing that ever since. Right. <laughs> just right. sharing with my And that's girl. just molded and shaped and moved. And exactly. Just yeah. done all kinds of, of great things mm-hmm. um, all along the way. Yeah. What was it like for Bo yeah. in that moment? Like, you know, he was amazing and, and he, he had learned so much through our journey with Knox as well. And so he was so proud and so supportive. Um, he did not feel like it was something that was 
overexposing us and he, he was he was down like it was it was something that the lord called me and so he he gave him a piece to and yeah. it wasn't there was no resistance you know there was that little bump on the road with infertility in our marriage and it was the complete opposite he was yeah. my rock in 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 all that journey and and there I was love a, that there wasn't an expectation for him to do it as well like yeah. to come along you know what I mean because right. I think sometimes in our marriage and definitely not discounting that this we're talking about a journey of, in breast cancer but sure just you know whatever it is that you're you have a passion for you have a calling for you feel like the Lord's leading you that doesn't necessarily mean that your your husband's behind the camera with you yes yes <laughs> you know what I mean or whatever it doesn't mean that that's their you know journey as well for on all the aspects right mm-hmm. so I love that because that's something that I struggled with like I you know people people energize me and I love to to entertain and I love to be with people and do all the things and I can do it over and over and over and over and over forever 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 and just be energized and my husband yeah he needs his time he needs his space yes and forever I didn't get that I'm like resenting him because he doesn't want you know to Mm -hmm. do whatever and he's resenting me because so I think it's beautiful to be like okay well this is this is my thing and this is what I'm doing because I know the Lord's telling me to do this you know and yes you're obviously a part of it because you're part of my life yes but it doesn't have to be your thing. Yeah. And even to, to this day, I'm I'm still trying to get Bo to do a TikTok with me and he will not. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was like, babe, it's just a quick little dance. He's like, nope, no, not even. And it's like, and it's okay. It's okay. You know, that's my thing. You do your thing. He doesn't Come like on, it. Bo. <laughs> so I bring Peer my pressure. children with me. Yes. Uh-huh. To do the little reels that I like to do. That's so funny. Anyway, so... Yeah, that's a very good point. Like, you yeah. know, just we're respecting each other's individuality and in each other's gifts in it um, and supporting each other ultimately, you know. Yeah. In it. And so, um, and you know, I did talk a lot of, about a lot of like intimate things too, yeah. you know, when you're removing a part of your body that's so intimate, that that's it's such a huge part in, in your marriage and all that. And mm-hmm. so, I mean, like being a woman. Into, yes. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And, I mean, he was amazing in making... I remember, like, being so... (laughs) There was one video. I actually reposted it the other day because um, somebody asked me for a footage of that video. And my brother-in-law, when he had just just interviewed me. Anyway, so... um, And I I had not seen that video in in so long. And it was my last round of chemo. I had a ton of uh, mouth sores in my mouth. So I was being on a nurse. I could not talk. I was drooling. I was completely bald, no eyebrows, no eyelashes, no hair, and um, and I was crying my eyes out <laughs> in the camera, just like sharing kind of what I was going through. It was very, very raw and hard to watch. Like I, I looked like I was a dying patient, you know, um, and and so you know you're being like very, very vulnerable. But I, I. I don't regret one ounce of it. I think it's something, you know, to this day, it's not as common as more because that was 2015. But I get messages of people like, hey, I watched this video, how you handle how to prepare for your double mastectomy. And it it helped me. And thank you for the encouragement because it's just out there on the interwebs, you know. (laughs) So uh, anybody can watch it anytime. So that's actually so um, fun fact. Whenever I learned y'all's last name, and I think I may have shared this with you before, but when I learned y'all's last name that you were coming to Deer Park, coming to San Jacinto, I started like searching last name. Well, I found Bo, and I was like, okay, well, like he's cool. But then I saw like a link. Bo, you're great. 
<laughs> but love nothing, you, Bo. I, no social I, media about him. You're not, not going to be able to stalk him much. Yeah. But then I saw, like, I guess on Facebook, like, you were you were his spouse or whatever. So then I clicked on you, and then I Googled your name or some. I don't remember. But somehow I got to that first video that – were you on a green couch or something? Yes. Okay. Yes. Good memory. I was so, like, drawn to Aww. the video, right? And I'm like, I I'm, I start crying, which – Okay, that's no easy feat. Like, <laughs> I do not, it takes a minute for me to cry. So I'm like feeling like this connection with you over the screen, Aww. right? Which is crazy because I don't know you. Mm-hmm. I, did, I didn't even know how to pronounce your name. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? At, the, at that point. And I'm like feeling this connection. Not that I'd even gone through that, mm-hmm. you know, but mm-hmm. just the, um, again, the authenticity and the rawness that was there. And your, and then I, of course, started clicking on more of the love is bigger stuff and just seeing more and more and more. And I remember seeing that video of the sores in your mouth and, and I rem- like me, not, not, we're not super close. I don't know you super well. And that still hurt my heart, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. um, it hurts my heart now. And, and still like, I can't imagine you going back and watching that. Yeah. And, recalling where you are then Mm -hmm. but it's so healthy to do that Mm -hmm. it is you know it's and it's so healthy to have that out there for like you said those people that can say this really helped me Mm -hmm. you know it's not about you yeah and and you know the stone is an altar remembrance you know like um when people were stepping into the promised land you Mm -hmm. know they're crossing jordan what, there's this altar of remembrance that he, mm-hmm. you know, the Lord called them to have. And, and, and the whole point is like, look back in the, how, yes. how he has been faithful, you know. And I, I love, rem- it's one of my favorite things to do, to reminisce and to think back on friendships. Like if I want to have a special time, like on my birthday or anniversary with my kids, my kids' birthdays are sacred. And I try to recall like every birthday because I just see just the, the, the stones of remembrance, of faithfulness of God. Mm-hmm. all throughout mm-hmm. and that like and then if I'm going through anything right now it just seems so minuscule because I can look back and it's like he was faithful then this is like right. even easier for right. me now you know this is piece of cake <laughs> why am I freaking out about this right now exactly like, yeah, you yeah, know yeah so got through cancer um and was cancer free in 2016 went through like that whole the whole year and and then, you know, the desire to ha- to grow our family was still there. And so we started um, exploring our, our options in adoption. We initially wanted to adopt from Brazil. I don't know if you knew that. I didn't We know wanted that. to adopt a little girl from Brazil. And uh, so we explored several options. Um, foster, foster to adopt. We explored um, international adoption and in domestic adoption. And ultimately, after trying different things and in um, pursuing a little bit the journey on, in Brazil and that did not work out. We this, we landed on um, domestic adoption of, you know, a, a newborn. Like, you know, you you get mm-hmm. chosen by a birth mother who is expecting and... Do they call that so, like private adoption? Is that- yes, a domestic... Well, domestic when it's from, from the U.S., but uh-huh. it is private... Um, um, you're not like, like going through an agency to get no, to. No, we went through an agency. You like did. you can do a pri- the private domestic adoption where you just pay the lawyers and some fees, mm-hmm. but then you can go through an agency where you're actually matched. And we didn't know any birth mothers, so we went through an uh, agency. Sure, sure. And did all the fundraisers, all the things, and and so. Um, anyway, um, and then through that journey, um, just going through a lot. Uh, 
of expectations as well. You, you, you're pre- being so vulnerable. Uh, again, we made a portfolio of our family and, you know, with all these photos and wrote, wrote this incredibly heartfelt letter for a birth mother. And, um, and you're just like waiting months on months and months and to, to get chosen. Like, I hope somebody likes this. Right, know? right. And you're just at this mercy of this woman who is a stranger, yeah, you know, yeah. and who is literally carrying your child potentially your child you know and so um you know we went through um three adopt they call it adoption disruption which is basically uh when the birth mother decides to parent the baby mm-hmm. um and in one of those was um was like a week before she was the baby was due um and in the other ones were a little before that so and that was hard um, because you, I compare it to a miscarriage because you're, mm. you're expecting, you're, you're emotionally expecting this child mm-hmm. that is no longer. Yeah. So there wasn't a death of a child, but right. the death of a ch- there's a death of a child that I thought I would have. You're still mourning. That. And mm-hmm. I very much knew that going into it. We had walked right. through it with some friends. And we know that is the legal right of the birth mother yeah. to change their mind, but nothing changes the fact that it's still hard. Absolutely. You know. And so uh, we were expecting, like we were hoping that it wouldn't, the journey wouldn't be as hard. There was one particular birth mother that we kind of walked with her pretty much through like eight months of her pregnancy, just kind of like, you know, talking and, and all that. And it, we, it just lingered, you know, yeah. and, and it kept us, it, it held us off to just like, okay, so we're going to wait for this baby or not. When um, one of the babies that we had um, were in contact with the mom, from Arkansas and her baby was nine months old and we were about to just go to Arkansas and she was we we're gonna have this exchange she was gonna give us the child oh, wow. <laughs> and she just couldn't do it yeah. and that, that child we had seen pictures we had shown Knox pictures oh, wow. I had built a nursery already that that one was also really hard uh, and that was the the run right before we um, we met our, our birth mother we got in contact with her birth mother. it was probably um, three weeks later, when we got a call from um, our agency of a um, 15-year-old girl from Seattle who uh, hid her whole pregnancy uh, from her mom. She's mm. tall, and she wears a lot of baggy clothes, and so she hid it. And she finally, like, texted her mom and confessed she was oh, pregnant. Oh, gosh. And her mom, the next day, set up an appointment at um, an abortion clinic in uh-huh. Seattle. And... Um, and they went with every intention of getting rid of our IV. And, um, but gratefully in the state of Washington, late-term abortion is not, um, not legal. She was 37 weeks. She didn't know how far along she was, but she wow. was 37 weeks, wow. like quite literally full term. Full term. And, um, and so they freaked out. They didn't know what to do. So they found our agency, found us, listen to this. I, I'm, I'm convinced Savannah did not, Oops, I said her name. <laughs> Can you blink it out? Uh, we'll see. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm convinced that she could not, um, she did not read any of our stuff because she did not know anything about us when I was talking to her, but she chose us because of Knox's curly hair because she knew that I didn't ah. have curly hair and she thought it'd be okay. cute for her older brother to have, whatever, whatever yeah. you're going to use, Lord, you know? And so, um, 
yeah, we connected with her and it was this, like, it was a wonderful first conversation. It was, it's just so different. Like, we accepted the match on the spot. You have 24 hours. Like, before seeing her picture, like, we just heard that sh this child was about to be, to, you know. Um, about to be born. Yes. To, yeah. About to be born and that there was, you know, this failed abortion. And we just like it was Bo and I just like looked at each other and, and there was an immediate yes. We did not she's like because she normally says, Okay, so just in twenty four hours you can call me and we were like, No, we're ready. We're accepting this match and and I knew then, I knew that just kinda like I knew when when I was diagnosed with cancer that this was it, that this is not she's not gonna change her mind. I just had this confidence about it. Yeah. And it was just the Lord's peace and um Three weeks later, we were in Seattle. I cut her umbilical cord, wow. and um, the Knox was Knox and, and, and Bo were there too. They met her like three minutes after she was born, and um, stayed there for about a month because of all the legalities. And then brought her home. We still have an amazing relationship with her birth mother, yeah. and Which is so valuable. Yes, it's so sweet, and um, she calls her something. Yes, Nana. Nana. Yes, okay. that's her nickname. And uh, I mean, we talk on a, you know, three, four times a week, FaceTime, and she sends her gifts. She comes for her birthday every year. And uh, she's now 18. And, you know, and, and it's, a, it's a great, a beautiful relationship that we are so grateful for. Yeah. And, um, and so, yeah. And then, um, you know, when Ivy was about a year and a half, we, we felt the Lord calling us to step down from our, our, the leadership of our church in, in, in Rockwall. And, um, and we did not know what was next. We, again, just stepped in obedience. We did not feel any peace about looking mm -hmm. anywhere to like, you know, for a job or anything like that. And until we, we had officially stepped down. And so we did that. Wow. And, um, and then the Lord opened the doors here at Deer Park, and we are so grateful. And it was also a really vulnerable time, too, when you're putting yourself out there. Again, much more like the adoption, you're putting yourself out there, and you're, like, hoping somebody here likes you. There's a, <laughs> you go through an agency. You don't hear back. You yeah. go through, like, this, and, you know, at the mercy of the pastor search committee or whatever, you know. And it, it was actually like surprisingly, I didn't even like put that together, but it was like a, a mirror kind a of parallel. experience mm. in, and uh, with the, the adoption kind of preparing us. But we just, when it didn't work out with the church, we we're like, okay, that's that, you know, why? Because that's not the church. We're just, he's preparing us for our place. So we're just excited to move forward because yes. we're one step closer to yes. our place, which is not the perspective that we had when sure. during the adoption. Sure. We were just like heartbroken after disruption. We did not have like, no, this is bringing us closer to our daughter, you yes. know? Yes. And it really kind of helped us with this perspective of, you know, looking for our church and, and, and just having so much peace when it didn't work out. And, and then when it did work out, just yeah. having just confirmation left and right everywhere. Yeah. And just and we're just so grateful we're here and uh, we love our church family. We love our extended church yeah. family here, yeah. the Capital C Church here yeah. in Deer Park, you know, that you're a part of. And and um, and the friendships that we've been able to build over the past year and, and looking forward to even more that the Lord has for us. And yeah. that wraps up my story. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys. So, and so like, okay, we have an hour. We have to get children, so we're going to get this out. I love it. I love it. Well, you know, I think that um, 
just to kind of go back a little bit, because it's a big, a big statement that you made where you didn't start looking for the next step until after the next door, until you, after you closed the other door, Mm -hmm. was that something that you, you guys felt, um, the Holy Spirit kind of leading you in, Mm -hmm. like you knew that you couldn't do that? Or was it something that it was a conviction otherwise? Like what was... Yeah, you know, I don't think it's necessarily a wrong thing to do. You know, especially in the corporate world, like it's kind of a, it's a very normal thing for you to have something else lined up before you put in your notice, you know? Yeah, But we... We, that did, for us did not feel uh, right. It was a personal conviction to answer your question, okay. because that was our, that's a family. Yeah. You know, yeah. it would have felt. Did you guys plant that church? Mm-hmm. You did. Yes. Okay. And so um, it, it 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 just did not feel like it would be okay to put in fillers while sure. we're still not you know done or not communicated things yeah. yet. Um, and so I was I was very. It was in. It was very much through Bo's leadership. I was very yeah. proud of him for that, and um, because I, I quite honestly was like, "Are you sure? Like, what about just send out a resume? Right. <laughs> Let's just Don't see. Let's the waters. Yes, but no. He's like, no. We're just. It's gonna work out. Like yeah. he, he's going to make it. And he's so right. And I was yeah. just seeing the confidence that he, and the trust that he had in the Lord through it gave me peace yeah. and and I'm like you know you're right like and again like thinking back on the adoption and all that so it was a personal conviction no judgment against other people Absolutely. or even other pastors who do it differently I think it's just beautiful though um, I mean you're right there's no there's no right or wrong way I mean you do as the Lord's leading you to do and whatever your profession is whether it's you know in ministry or in the corporate world or at a grocery store or whatever you yes. know we want you but we want you to ultimately do what the Lord's leading you to do for you guys that's what it looks like Mm -hmm. and I also love the way that you said that we just kind of walked out what we were supposed to do in obedience Mm -hmm. so it was just one step after the other Mm -hmm. after the other and whenever a door was closed because that's a hard thing right yes is it um Isaiah 41 10 that God holding us with his righteous right hand Mm -hmm, right mm -hmm. and so I had shared something a little bit in um in in an opening statement at church about our little and how she was on these handle handlebars not handlebars monkey bars right Mm -hmm. at a park and they're obviously they were higher up and she was kind of dangling there and I I had my arm wrapped around the bottom of her legs and was just kind of helping her along right to get to the next bar and she's just gripping like with everything she has you know until I wrapped my arm around her Mm. and she felt like okay I can I I can feel enough that I can lift this hand off of this bar and go to the next step Mm -hmm. and that's exactly what I see right Mm -hmm. with with our with with God and and Mm -hmm. us like okay I feel his grip on me. Mm-hmm. I feel his grip on my life. I'm but, safe. And I'm yes. safe. And yeah. I can let go enough to take that next step, mm-hmm. enough, enough to reach out for that next bar because mm-hmm. I know that he's got me and he's leading me, mm-hmm. right? She's going to go in the direction that I'm leading her on the bars, right? We're going to go in the direction that he's leading us with his righteous right hand, mm-hmm. you know? So, um, yes, so good. So like, that's what that reminds me mm-hmm. of with you yes. as well. And with us in life in general, because we can get upset about all the things, mm-hmm. right? I mean, there's so much in life that we can be, 
be frustrated about, you know, if you just look on social media for just five seconds, like you can get frustrated about yes. someone's opinion of something, you know, let, let's talk politics. Let's talk church. Let's talk, you know, what do, do we want to talk about masks? Like, yes, oh, <laughs> there's man. so many things that yeah. people have to, to be upset about. But at the end of the day, whenever your world is rocked in the way that your world has been rocked, it's almost, like you said, bringing this new perspective of what really is important. And ultimately, yes, our family is important. Our life is important here. But keeping our eyes focused on him is what's important. Mm -hmm. Because we know that he's got a plan and a purpose for our life. Yes. We know that um, his promises are true. And we know that he's going to carry us regardless of where we are, regardless of, of what's ahead. And thank the Lord he doesn't reveal everything that's ahead yes yes so true because <laughs> we would run the other way I yes mean, could you ever imagine that going through a breast cancer journey mm -hmm. right would bring you to where you are right now yes. like no way mm -hmm. if okay the lord's standing before you and says okay Chantel, you have a choice you can you can have breast cancer and i'm just gonna use this to glorify me and do all the things and and allow a platform for you to be able to speak and encourage and all the things like he shares all of it to you, but you have to have breast cancer or you can have, you know, four children, not make an impact on the world other than those children. And which one would you choose? Right. Like, well, I'm going to choose this route because the, the four That's children, what I, want. It's, it's, yeah. I want the four children. This seems really simple. Children, cancer. I <laughs> like children more. <laughs> <laughs> but look what he did. Yeah. You know, and totally. totally. 100%. Um, anyway, I just, I'm so encouraged by you. Thank you. I thank you so much for, I mean, and I mean it from the bottom of my heart for your humility and you your willingness to be vulnerable and I say that a ton but it's a big deal mm -hmm. because not everybody is willing to be vulnerable mm -hmm. it takes it it takes courage you know and it takes a, a boldness to rely on the Lord to be able to be vulnerable mm -hmm. you know so yes thank you. absolutely thank yeah. you so much for having me yeah for sure so you guys that are listening you guys go find Chantel on all of the the social media outlets tell us some of your handle names it's or just Chantel whatever. it's boring at Chantel Douster <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty pretty simple Douster D-A-U-S-T-E-R that's okay. right mm -hmm. all right so go find her she's got some good stuff um, to share and encourage you and um, so yeah check her out so thank you again. Um, until next time, friends, just know that you are so very, very loved. <laughs>